right back like we never left. It's always just your boys at Beards by the Bay, brand new episode. What's going on, Vic? How we doing? Chilling, man. How you doing? Man, I'm excited for the NFL playoffs. I know it's one of the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. And I like the fact that it's only on weekends. So you have like a whole week of anticipation to kind of like overthink every matchup. Um, so we're definitely going to overthink each one of these matchups. Um, how was the conclusion of the Niners season? Uh, you know, questionable. I'm never one of fan. I'm never a fan of tanking. I don't believe in that. Uh, but just some like head scratchers, like losing to Washington, losing to the Cowboys and then beating Arizona, even though that was great. And we knocked Arizona out of playoff contention, uh, kind of hurt us in the draft order. Now we're drafting at 12th season was a disaster from the jump and CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins, just terrible backups. Uh, and I'm, I think Kyle Shanahan said it best in his post game uh, interview that he's just glad the season's over and let's uh, move on to 2021. And it's funny how different the situations are from last year to now. Like going into Wild Card Weekend, we actually had the bye Wild Card Weekend mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Played Minnesota. Our first two games of the playoffs were great last year. Obviously, Super Bowl happened, but different, uh, different energy when your team's not in it. But I'm glad that there are some really good matchups and some good teams still alive. Yeah, we got some really good games, and we got some really lopsided games too. That that Bucks Washington game is is very questionable to say the yeah, least. Yeah. Um, a lot of surprises last week, especially the Dolphins. I I thought the Dolphins were pretty much into playoffs. I don't know what happened on that one. Was it yeah, just I a mean, combination of results? The AFC South is just so strong with the Titans, Colts, and I mean the uh, AFC North as well with the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers all making it. So that AFC, the AFC this year was just so much better than the NFC. Yeah. Uh, and normally they're pretty even, but the AFC was just so much more dominant. I think every team in the AFC had at least minimum 10 wins. And then you have the NFC where Washington made it in at, I think they're six and 10 or seven and seven and nine, excuse seven me. And nine. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the first time since 2007 with the Seahawks making it at seven and nine with Matt Hasselback uh, and the Marshawn Lynch run. So yeah, yeah. the NFC is just not very good. <laughs> the bears were eight and eight too. And they snuck into the, I mean, they lost the last, they got pounded by the, by the Packers and they still made the playoffs. Yeah. It, uh, the, the bottom half of the wild card and the bottom half of the NFC East was just – it was just terrible. Yeah, so we're going to definitely dig into the NFL playoffs, kind of go over every matchup, teams that we think can surprise, games of the week, all that good stuff. But before we get into that, as it's a custom on this show, we're going to take a look around the Bay. So far, we only got one Bay Area team playing because, we, again, we don't count the Kings because Sacramento nope. – Nope. No, no, no way. No way. So Warriors are off to an interesting start. They started off the season by getting smacked back to back losses to start off the season, but have gradually improved to four and three. Steph Curry has been going off in the last few games, averaging like 35, 37 a game. He dropped 62 on Sunday. Did you get a chance to see the highlights of that? Because I did see that. Yeah, he's vintage Steph. The stat that I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, about being the second oldest player to achieve 60 points in a game, uh, that was pretty remarkable. Like, you would have thought, like, so I, I guess what that means is Michael Jordan didn't have a 60-point game after he turned 30 because that was the stat that I saw was he was the second mm-hmm. player after the age of 30 to have 60-plus, and it was Kobe at 37 who was the other one. Oh, uh, when he retired. Well, that's, yeah. that, that's an incredible stat right there too yeah isn't that isn't that crazy to think about like from i mean obviously we didn't grow up watching michael jordan but i would have for sure thought after he had turned 30 he had a 60 point game 
And I guess he didn't. And that's also LeBron's highest scoring in one single game is 61. So Curry just passed that as well. Wow. I'm interesting to see how James Harden's going to play out into his 30s if he's going to be able to be dropping the numbers that he does right now because that might be he might be added to that list but I don't see anybody else going in that because I mean you got to think about it too for you to be able to drop 62 that means that the game has to be close because if it's a blowout they're going to take you out yeah no fourth fourth quarter. quarter so that that just speaks a lot and I don't know if you've realized but the the scores in the NBA games this season have fluctuated so much. You got like 144 to 141 wins. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. Every like overtime scores. Yeah, everybody's scoring more than 100 points, and I think a lot of it has to do with the no fans. Yeah, but uh, this season's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, so let's just jump straight into it. Both of our teams are missing the playoffs this season, but we do have some very interesting matchups. So Vic, why don't you go ahead and tell us what the matchups are looking like this weekend? So the Saturday matchups start off with the Colts bills, really great matchup Rams Seahawks, another really good one. And then the headliner for Saturday night is unfortunately Tampa Bay and Washington. Uh, those are the Saturday three games Sunday. You got Ravens Titans and a really great game. Bears-Saints, and then the night game, an AFC North battle of the Steelers and Browns, who happened to play last week. And Mm -hmm. I would love to do some research going to the next one and see when was the last time two divisional rivals faced off in the final week of the regular season and in the first round of playoffs. Mm -hmm. I don't. It seems as if that's something that doesn't happen very often. I can't remember the last time it happened. Yeah, I really don't remember. Well, because divisional rivals don't usually play in the first round, especially of the playoffs. Yeah, because one of them's a wild card, and you'd assume the other team is like a high C, but just so happened with the expansion playoffs that it worked out that way. Yeah, because uh, the biggest um, reference that I use with the wild card and the divisional winners being so close to each other is probably like the early 2000s Jets and the Patriots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they uh, they played at some point in the playoffs, but they didn't play the first week. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think divisional matchups. That's what I'm saying is I don't. I don't know off the top of my head how recently that happened because it's very mm-hmm. uncommon. Okay. So very interesting games. Unfortunately, the last – the primetime game on Saturday is probably the most uh, lopsided one, the, yeah. least, <laughs> the least balanced one, uh, a team that shouldn't really be a wild card and a team that has no business in the playoffs anyway. Um, but let's just, let's just jump straight into it. So one team that you think can surprise the playoffs this year. I think that surprise is an interesting word because basically the only team in the playoffs, there's two teams, Washington and Chicago, that are below average that I don't think deserve to be in there. But a surprise team in terms of national recognition is that they made it to the AFC Championship last last year and almost beat Kansas City is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, They have an explosive offense, 2,000-yard rusher Derrick Henry two years in a row who could potentially be the first running back since 2012 to win the MVP. I think he deserves it personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, That offense with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis at receivers, two young receivers, Tannehill comeback player of the year last year. Obviously, I still don't think he's great. I don't know if he's a Super Bowl caliber like winning quarterback, but I think he gets the job done there, and the defense is the only question mark with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they do match up against the Ravens. They beat the the last two times they played the Ravens, they beat them. Um, in the playoffs last year, they beat them. And I don't know if you remember earlier this year, uh, Harbaugh refused to shake Vrabel's hand at midfield after the game. Uh, so that'll be really interesting to watch those two teams face off. There's a lot of animosity. I think both of them basically hate each other. 
Um, and it, I would expect Derrick Henry to go crazy in this game. And I think that the Ravens are not the team they were last year. So I see them pulling off what some would say would be an upset and potentially putting a good fight up against the Chiefs in the AFC. I like that matchup. I think it's one of the most balanced out matchups that we have. However, the team that I'm choosing to be a surprise, and it's not really a surprise. Um, for me, it's the Bills. The Bills have nothing to lose this season. And I think offensively speaking, at least, they're the second best offensive team in the AFC, just behind yeah. the top five offense in, in the league. Um, Josh Allen, MVP candidate this year. Stefan Diggs, obviously, we all know what he's capable of. The only thing is, again, defense. So similar to the Titans, how you were mentioning it, uh, great offensive firepower, but still questionable on defense. So I don't know how far they can really take them. But the fact that they finished as the second seed will have them avoid the Chiefs as much as possible. So we'll yeah, see how that, far that matchup get. against the Colts is going to be a tough one because the Colts are arguably a top five, top three defense in the NFL. Exactly. Going to get the Bills offense and Josh Allen, who tore it up all season. Uh, the thing about the Bills is they have absolutely no run game. They're very mm-hmm. predictable. Josh mm-hmm. Allen throws it almost 50 times a game, uh, but he's successful in doing it. But it's, it's it sort of an easier game plan because you know that he's going to have to throw the ball for them to win as opposed to Tennessee. You got Derrick Henry running it 25, 30 times a game, by far the most out of any running back in the league. But then you got a guy like A.J. Brown who continuously over this season had like 11, 12 receptions a game. So they're a little bit more dynamic on offense, but the Bills can put points up fast. So two really good teams in the AFC. I think it's a perfect matchup, especially to start. That was the first game on Saturday, right? Yeah, Bills-Colts. Yeah, that's a Start the playoffs off right. It's a really good matchup. So as much as I love that game, I still don't think it's the game of the week. I think the game of the week, for me personally, Seahawks-Rams. NFC Um, West. NFC West, man. We talked about it from the beginning of the season. The NFC West had four teams. Actually, beginning of the season, we basically had every team in playoff contention except for the Rams. Yeah, I I know we agreed that the Rams are probably going to get last place in the NFC West. Yeah, we weren't expecting their defense to just take over the way that they did. But regardless, I love seeing divisional rivalries in the wild card round, Um, like playoffs. You already know that these teams have that animosity going on, and to just make it a playoff game is just so much better. Um, The Rams have the best defense in the league, and they have the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. So it's going to be really interesting to see, especially with the Seahawks. The defense has been improving in the last few weeks. But at the same time, their offensive production has gone down a little bit. So it kind of shifted from being uh, a high scoring, but also a lot allow a lot of points to all of a sudden they kind of like went the other way. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how the Rams are able to contain, especially with Russell Wilson scrambling. Because, you know, out of all the quarterbacks, I think Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are the two quarterbacks that I would not want scrambling. Probably Aaron Rodgers might be on that list, too. But yeah, the hardest to contain. Is the hardest to contain. I mean, and you know it. You see them twice a year, both yeah, teams. Now with Kyler Murray, four times a year. Yeah, exactly. So it's a hell of a matchup. I'm super excited for that one. And that's one of the few games, I think, this round that could easily go one way or another. Yeah, I would agree. I actually have that as my game of the week. Um, any NFC West matchup is always great. Uh, there are, like we talked about, Bills and Colts. That's a really good one. But Seahawks, Rams, the animosity is there divisional matchup uh, it's going to be interesting to see if jared goff is healthy enough in time with that uh fractured either mm-hmm. thumb or pinky that he had 
obviously the game is a lot different without Jared Goff. So my game of the week is this game. If Jared Goff plays, if it's not, it's the Colts and Bills. Um, and obviously it's just a completely different matchup with no Jared Goff. I think the Rams snuck a win against Arizona, who was playing their backup quarterback as well last week. Um, and they're just without Jared Goff, it's not really going to be that much of a competition. So uh, I don't, I, I mean, I have a lot of hatred for both these teams. I don't really, I, it'd be great if they could tie in the playoffs, but you can't. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know which way I want it to go, but it can go either way. And just hoping in terms of being a football fan and watching good football, Jared Goff suits up. So then we could see a great matchup because a backup in the playoffs, you know, that's, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. I think it's important to note too that these teams split the series uh, in the season. Oh, okay. They, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were both close games too. I mean, I think the first game was like nineteen to thirteen, so they were less than two score games. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely close games. And like you said, the NFC rivalry. Um, there's a lot on the plate right now, and I think going forward, though, I think the Seahawks have a better chance of upsetting one of the bigger firepowers in the in the conference more than the Rams, especially if Jared Goff doesn't play. But that's the game of the week for both of us, apparently. So very excited about that one. However, what do you think is the upset of the week? Upset of the week, uh, not going to be a popular one with Mallory and her family. Uh, the Chicago Bears <laughs> beating the Saints. And honestly, the only reason I say this is because of the history of the Saints in the last, what, three, four years. They've had some miserable playoff runs, some questionable <laughs> referee calls, some miraculous plays by Minnesota. Minnesota Bro, beat them two out of the last three years. years. <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm going to catch heat for it. But the Bears, <laughs> the Bears are not a great team, and that is why I have them in this upset position because they have nothing to lose. They're playing motivated. Mitch Trubisky's playing for his life and his job next year. Uh, David Montgomery, the running back, ever since Tariq Cohen, uh, I think he tore his Achilles or tore his ACL. He's kind of come in and he's excelled in that lead back role. So that'll be an interesting matchup against the Saints rush defense. That's really good. But honestly, I just, I just basing it on the fact that the Saints are the one of the most unlucky teams when it comes to playoff in all sports. So wouldn't be let's just say I wouldn't be surprised to see a Bears team compete their ass off and come away with the win because last year Minnesota went into New Orleans no one no one no one no mm -hmm. one gave them a chance and they basically dominated that whole game so New Orleans is a susceptible team this time of year and would would not be surprised to see that I agree with you and I would probably have them up there too if they weren't playing the Bears I think the Bears are mediocre this season uh, very they, ups they've been they've been they've been down uh, I wouldn't put my money on the Bears necessarily but I mean you, you're right they do the Saints do have that history of choking is and I mean for most of the time in the last at least 15 10 years they're usually seated fairly high and they don't really make when's the last time they've, they've gone to the Super Bowl what once I think they have one Super Bowl appearance and it was 2008 when they beat Oh, they beat the Colts. Uh, the Colts. Yeah. The Colts. I don't think they've made it back to the Super Bowl since then. So they're usually in the mix and they just can't get over that hump. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if the I don't know if the Bears are good enough to take them down, but I do think the Saints fall somewhere before that. Yeah. Uh, however, my upset of the week is on the other side, and I have the Browns. I have Browns. the Browns. I've been kind of big on the Browns even since the beginning of the season. Um 
I knew that they weren't going to win the division, but I knew that they were a team to look out for. And I mean, and you look at the Steelers right now. We talked about it at the beginning of the season. We weren't convinced by the Steelers. No, no. At all. So Steelers have lost the four out of the last five games to finish off the season. That is not how you want to come into the playoffs. They were held to under 25 points in all four of their losses. And you see the Browns, they have one of the best run games in the league. And ironically, if there's a weakness in the Steelers' defense, it's the run. So everything is kind of set up perfectly so that the Browns can kind of take that leap and really solidify themselves as the team that we all expect them to be. I think last year there was a lot of disappointment from the Browns, and I think this season they're kind of stepping it up. So I think this is the Browns' game to win. They're going to make a lot of noise. And even if the Steelers come away with the win, I don't see them advancing much further after that. I don't see either team that wins this game getting past Tennessee, Baltimore, Colts, Bills, Kansas City. Yeah. Like I did, They're not going to be any of those teams. No. And the, the most interesting point about the Browns, and it'll be interesting to watch this offseason, is Baker Mayfield and the entire organization play significantly better when Odell's not on the, on the field. Talk about that, it. That's, that's something that's crazy. It's like you would think that someone who's been an all-pro receiver, a uh, Pro Bowl receiver, led the league in receiving yards and all that good stuff, and when he's not on the field, somehow the chemistry's higher. I mean, obviously everyone knows about the Odell drama and that he wants the ball and all that stuff, but it's like not having him on the field somehow makes them a better team. It's just kind of hard to understand that. I think it's also because Baker Mayfield got more comfortable towards the end of the season. He started really finding that uh, that rhythm, and he really excelled. I, I forget who they played, but he had like four touchdowns in the first half. Like yeah, he, I think that was the Tennessee game. They, yeah. I think they smoked Tennessee too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that also has a lot to do with it. Baker Mayfield has not really lived up to the potential that we saw, especially in his rookie season, but he's done just enough. Kind of like Big Ben, they've done just enough to help their team so far at this point. So if it comes down to it, if it comes down to making the quarterback, forcing the quarterback to make a play, I don't know if I take Baker Mayfield over Big Ben. I mean, Big Ben's a shadow of who he was, but Big Ben is still a a Super Bowl champion and one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, just for longevity and for the fact of being there, I would definitely take Roethlisberger. He's he's been around the block, you know. He knows how it goes. This isn't his first playoff. This is Baker Mayfield's first playoff appearance. So I'm also wondering if that's going to take a toll because they are traveling to Pittsburgh, and although the fans aren't there, which is going to be very different, um, I don't know. I feel like this is the year for the Browns to really make that step. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So let's just go straight into the predictions like we always do with the lightning round. Don't give me any explanation why. Just list the games, and we'll say who wins. Perfect. All right. Let's go ahead and start it off on Saturday, the Saturday games. Or actually, we'll just we'll just go in order. Uh, we're going to start in the AFC. So in the AFC, we got the Bills and the Colts. Who you got? I got the Bills. Bills. Steelers, Browns. Steelers. Browns with the ugliest logo in all of U.S. sports. Titans, Ravens. Titans. This one's close. Yeah, it is. It's a this tough one, one. This one's really close. I'm going to go with the hot team right now. I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Uh, over in the NFC, we got the Saints and the Bears. Bears with the upset. Oh, Vic, you're not going to be invited to Mal's house for like 
years after this one. No Christmas. (laughs) Seahawks, Rams. Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Uh, Washington and the Bucks. Buccaneers. I think the format of the playoffs is just ridiculous. There's no reason why Washington should have a higher seed. I do like the uh, addition of the teams, but I don't ever support the NFC East hosting a game in which they're playing a team that's 11 and 5. It's just insane. The Giants came were, you know, a win away from making the postseason. They won 6 games. That's as yeah. much as the Niners won. It's crazy. And we're yeah. light years better than any of those teams. Yeah, I think if the Niners even a banged up Niners side could have won the division this yeah. year. Yeah. Let alone the Raiders, you know, but Seriously. All right, so super early predictions for the Super Bowl. Because we didn't talk about these two of these teams that we didn't talk about. So the number one seeds obviously have a bye in this first round. So they're not even going to get a chance to play. And in the next round, they're going to play the lowest seed. So that could be the fourth seed. That could be the seventh seed. Doesn't matter. They're going to play the lowest seed. Yeah. So, Vic, give me your super early Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl prediction uh, hurts to say it, but Chiefs, Packers, and those are two teams as a 49er fan that just like, that's just gross. Either way you put it, like out of the NFC, anyone that I said would have bothered me. And obviously the Chiefs for the Super Bowl last year, but the Chiefs are just too good on offense. Um, I Believe it or not, I personally think that their offense is better this year than it was last year. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill, insane year. Travis Kelsey, insane year. Uh, they obviously have Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards. Defense, a little shaky. That's always been their issue. But they can put up 40, 50 points easily, no problem. So yeah. I don't see any team in the AFC really putting up too great of a fight. Um, and Green Bay, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Green Bay. But then when I think about, like, the Saints, they're they're kind of chokers. And then that kind of eliminates. I don't think Seattle's good enough this year defensively to stop Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Uh, so Kansas City, Green Bay, with Kansas City uh, winning back-to-back Super Bowls and not even really a competitive, kind of like what we saw, uh, which Super Bowl was that the Denver-Seattle one when Denver just killed them? Like, that's that's how I feel about the Super mm-hmm. Bowl this year. It's not really going to be close. See, the same way that you, that you see the Saints, I see the Packers. I see the Packers as a really good regular season game, uh, regular season team, but then when it comes time to January – they just they find ways to self-implode. I mean, last year, for example, I thought the Niners-Packers championship game was going to be a lot closer than what it really was. And yeah, they didn't show up to play. Granted, the Niners played a great game defensively, but that's just another example of the Packers coming up short. We've seen this so many times where the Packers are the number one seed or the number two seed, and somewhere along the lines, they lose. When's the last time they made the Super Bowl? I mean, it was it's been like 2011, 2010. Yeah, it, early early last decade. And you have arguably one of the greatest court, not even arguably, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time playing for your franchise and you can't get over that hump. So, I don't know if I'm going to go Packers on that. It would make sense, but I got to go with Mr. Playoffs, man. I got to go with the guy that I can never bet against, and that's Tom Brady. Call me crazy, bro. I got Tom Chiefs. Terrific. I got Chiefs Bucks. That's <sighs> it's it's not an it's no it's not a crazy bet because it's it's hard to bet against a six time Super Bowl champion. It's it's hard. And especially especially if the Bears end up beating the Saints like you so much predicted, the Packers would play the Bears next round, and I think the Bucks could beat either Seattle or the Rams. 
Yeah. I mean, the Buccaneers hit their stride, um, and I wasn't even really thinking about them until you just mentioned it, but I was looking at the stat line. Uh, Antonio Brown had 11 catches for like 160 with two touchdowns uh, week 17. Mm-hmm. That's Antonio Brown. Those are Antonio Brown numbers from three, four years ago. If they can get that production out of him, and they already have Godwin, Mike Evans, and Gronkowski, I mean, you're talking about what matchup do you really want to exploit in that game? So Mike Evans looked like he hurt himself in week 17, so that'll be interesting to watch, and that's pretty detrimental to their offense. But they're clicking right now. Antonio Brown's finding his groove, and who do you guard on that team? I mean, that's just pretty crazy. That's great. They have more weapons in Kansas City, obviously a more mobile Patrick Mahomes with a bigger arm, but Brady finished third in the NFL this year in yards, and I I think he had over 35 touchdowns. So he had a stellar season, and you you can't bet against Tom Brady, really. I think the only team they would want to avoid is the Rams. But other than that, I can see them beating any other team. And especially, so if the Rams beat the Seahawks, they would, and let's say the Saints beat the Bears, which... I think so. If the Rams beat the Seahawks, the Packers would play the Rams, meaning that the Bucks wouldn't have to play either the Rams or the Packers until the championship game. Yeah, that would be easy cruising. And if the Buccaneers make the Super Bowl this year, they'd be the first team to ever play in their own home stadium. So big advantage right there, too. Oh, okay. That's an interesting storyline to follow. Like a Tampa Bay Super Bowl and they get to play at home, that's pretty sick. So I think – Fans worldwide would love to see Packers Bucks in the championship game, and then Chiefs Bucks in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. Tom, Tom Brady versus that's Packers. an NFL dream right there. That's an NFL dream. Think about it. Think of how much. Think of how many points are going to be scored between the Chiefs and the Bucks if they go to the Super Bowl. Everything oh, yeah. on the line. You go for it every play. Forty-eight, that's- forty-five final. <laughs> I sign me up. That would be. That would honestly be an awesome game. But I think we're we're. We're on the same page when we think the Chiefs are going to repeat. I mean, Bar, Bar, I don't, I just don't see who's going to be able to beat them. Yeah, it's going to have to be a really motivated, on fire Tennessee or Buffalo team, and I mean, they they can do it. It's not like it's impossible, but it's just when when Kansas City wants to put up points, it's damn near no one can stop them. Because even when they lose, they they put up ridiculous amount of points anyway. So you're just going to have to out duel the Chiefs. Yeah, and offensively, the only that's why I said Green Bay because obviously the Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams had a phenomenal year. Uh, but then come to think of it, Tampa Bay really does have they have a dynamic air attack, but Green Bay is a little more a uh, little more balanced in terms of run mm-hmm. and uh, pass. So, but either of those teams would be a great matchup against Kansas City. All right, so we gave you guys the predictions. Obviously, we're gonna touch base again next week to see how we did. Uh, I'm excited mostly for Saturday. Uh, Sunday's got some good games too. You, you can catch me in my couch watching every single game. Yep. I'm excited. It's uh, probably not where I would want to be with my teams. I would have loved to see the Raiders play in the playoffs this year. Um, we're going to definitely jump into that on another day. But that's it for this week. Um, if you guys want to show you guys – if you guys want to give you guys our predictions, let us know in the comment section below who do you guys think is going to win this week. If you guys think we're wilding out for our picks this week – let us know as well. Um, Vic, anything else? That's it. Look forward to good football. All right, let's get it. We got a special episode coming out later on this week. We got a special guest in the building, which we will not. You want to name the guest or you want to keep it a secret? Let's keep it on ice. Let's keep it a secret. So keep. Uh, Stay just, tuned. 
stay tuned be on the lookout we got we got some some tricks up our sleeve so that wraps another episode hope you guys enjoyed the show as always check us out on social media um yeah go raiders see ya This ain't built to last I might just fade like those before me When will you forget my past? Got questions, ask you, know the stories yeah. And you need to let me know When you're leaving where you go Can I come? Was nobody make you feel like you, but and you don't know what you should do. You just looking for someone to make you move. Oh, tell me, I make this plan and feel like home. It's us first time, the door's closing. So far beyond all our control, you saved us all so close to broken. It's so much better when you wait, forever in a day, that's all I got. Put it together, then it breaks, all the energy it takes, it never stops. Slowly, we can only go up. We can only go up.